Okay. Baruch Hashem, the year is not over, but for the um, amount we covered from Rosh Chedesh to the break now, I think we probably had the longest uh, year in terms of Shirim, so I think you could probably verify that with the numbers. As a matter of fact, I want to ask you afterwards how you're breaking it up. We just started the sugya. Usually do it by a new year. So it's going to be Baltashkas next year also. So we'll discuss how to do that. Okay. It'll just uh, be a different, uh, different year. We never throw out the files, that's for sure. <laughs> that would be sacrilegious. So uh, thank the Elam for a very successful year, and through the circumstances, I think we had even more to the various uh, means and technological uh, help from uh, Sadak, Avi, everybody else. What was that? It's worse. It's not as bad. It's worse. Uh, just that we have to redeem some of it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's certainly not a two-minute answer. Okay, so before we get back to the subtopic we're easing into about human foods for animals, which we're hardly going to make a dent in, but hopefully we'll continue when we resume. So, uh, as I mentioned last night, we will be continuing the Shabbos year and the uh, Monday morning, uh, Sunday morning of year, whenever I'm around and the email dictates that it's so. And speaking of emails, I want to get back to your Shaila, since you have the Balha email. So, you asked me two nights ago about the Hidr Mitzvah for Baltashchis. Remember, for the spending the hundreds and hundreds of dollars for. Um, I see somebody in a mask. Is that, uh, is that a mask or a dog? Okay. Who, I don't know who that is, but we're not going to feed you any hot dogs. Whoever you are, <laughs> it's like the guy who, remember about five years ago, we were discussing uh, what was the anatomy. I don't know how we got onto it. And somebody left a full skeleton, I think, past our race, or the chair next to me. Scariest thing I ever saw. But he didn't ask any good kashas, uh, if you remember that. So um, you'll let me know who that... Uh, Cute dog is later. Uh, we should feed dogs. And dogs actually in this suga, you'll be very surprised, might have a special s- spot according to the Ksav Sefer, who when he's looking for various kulas and the kashas are raising, right now we're establishing the din. The Rav Huna says that you can't feed human food to animals. And the Ksav Sefer is looking for a tame. One of the tame is going to have is the Pusik says, dogs? 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 So Got to give them schar. So just something to think about, because I still want to get back to the question before we get back to this Gemara, is why should dogs be different because of the Pusik? And what's the Pusik talking about? What does the Pusik say you should give dogs? Well, actually it says Trefa. The question is, why doesn't it say Nevela? Well, let's just think about that for a few weeks. It's an important question, like why... You would never think of it unless you were looking at the rise of trying to bring to him Yashiv why they were feeding dogs. Dogs had many purposes, not for pets. They used them as sheepdogs, and shepherds used them. So, and the mission of Isis Klavim. Uh, so, why indeed does, if dogs are special, so feed them anything. You want to give them a schar. So, why should they, why is the person they trade for what? Allowed? It's not usher if you have a large flock and you want uh, the peripheral, some good German shepherds to protect the many sheep. But I'm just, that's a coming, I like to plant seeds for weeks from now. But that's an important question. The Pusik says it only by Trevor, but Navela talks about the other issue which we're going to have in this sugya with the Losichanim, and the, when we go back to the trees, talks about selling to a guy and giving to a Gerataishev, and leaves out the dogs completely. So why by Nevela does it say that, and by Trefa says this? 
So a very important question with some fascinating answers, which we're not going to get to for another six weeks. But let me just get back to your question. So you were, want to know, can you spend money for Hidda Mitzvah? The answer is absolutely yes. How much did you spend? The Gemara Baba Khan says up to a shlish more. Your question was, why can't we spend $1,000 moving a tree to have the Hidda of transplanting and having to cut it down? It's not out of the question, but the concern of the Shevet Levi was the Baltashkis on the amount of money to save on Baltashkis of cutting down trees. It's really the same sugya, even though it's hard to prove it's exactly the same sugya because the jury's still out and whether you have an Isser of Lasichris, Baltashkis, and Baltashkis, two different Isserim by the tree. So maybe they're one and a half sugyas, or maybe they're two sugyas. That's part of the intrigue over here. If it's the same exact sugya, then it certainly wouldn't be Kadai to spend the money. If it's two different sugyas, which their indicators it might be, then you could spend. The question is how much should you be spending when it's Mekad in Mutter and it's the Indian Alpinista, which the Yavitz claims is still an issue and Shevet Levi following many Peskin says it's not. And the Sefer Sidim says like the Yavitz and many say like uh, the Moscon of the Shevet Levi. So how much money should you spend on a Hidra like that? Interestingly enough, it, it comes up I came up, uh, I asked the Shaila twice in the past uh, month or two. Now, Shaila comes up every day, but the din is, slash minig, it's a din, I'll get to the minig part, is that a ger habolus geyer in America often has already a circumcision. I'm calling it a circumcision because the reason we have to do a tavazdam is because it's mahalikis yashainim whether a Tavaz Dam is required, whether it does anything, whether it's complete because the Gemara mentions a Tavaz Dam in a Shash when a baby's born looking like he's Gamalt, even though we know for sure we never saw this baby before, he was only born 10 minutes ago. So who did the Mila? The answer is we have great, great Sadiqim throughout the Darius who were born Gamalt, Moshe Rabbeinu, and others. And that's one possibility. Or the Gemara says it's an Orla Kvusha, which means there's an Orla there, but you really can't see it. So. There the Gemara discusses the Tavaz Dam, the Machlekes, what the din is over there, what the circumstances are, and then there's a Machlekes by a Ger who had a circumcision but wasn't a Kashamila because it was done by a guy or wasn't done the Shem Geiris, which is the Machlekes Yishainim. Uh, very common Shaila, but a complicated Shaila, but it's, it's in America the norm because many males have a circumcision even though it's not a Kashar Bris or it's at least a Machlekes Yishainim, even though it might have been done the Shem Bris, but they didn't tell the male that the mother is not Jewish. I instruct Milan when they're going to out-of-town places or places where the family isn't too firm, I usually tell them, have two other people watch and do L'Shem Geiris. And often when I say that, do L'Shem Geiris, I mean called for a bris. I said, I know, but it'll save me a lot of trouble later on, like in 20 years from now. Um, because if they want to be Megayer, Talvez Nam's not the end of the world, the whole thing takes 30 seconds, but it's one more step, and it's Machlaikis, and we have to ask the Geir Mechila, we're starting off, his introduction to Judaism. We're about to a Tavaz Dam. Oh, I, that's interesting. Is that a requirement? Well, it's a Machlekes, Bishayim uh, and Achreinim. But we're going to do it anyway. We're asking Mechila because it's sort of like Tavola Shlotzerah, possibly, but it's Lotzerah because we want to be Yetzi all the Shittas. So that's his first uh, Pilpul Shir right before the, uh, the actual Tavaz Dam, which takes, again, 30 seconds, pretty painless. It's done with a lancet like. A diabetic would you? It's, it's hardly the knives, the knives, the knives. The uh, needles today are very, very small, very thin, very sharp, and they're very good. They're the sharper they are, the less they hurt. So we do it, even though it's machlekes. So there's an example of a possible chavolah shalolitzarich, but we're doing it for a hider. 
not just a hidr mitzvah like an Iser Eserig. It's a hidr that we don't we only do geras once and we want to cover all the bases. But the Peskim that discuss it, discuss within that Shailah, where do you do a Tavaz Dam without giving a whole shear in it and getting graphic? Uh, but there's two Mekaymas that are a possibility, where the Arla was or where most of the bleeding is when you cut the Arla. There are two different Mekaymas. The Chaznish says one, and he says the other one is... Uh, and unnecessary, Shiloh, whether that was his maskana, and the minig was in the makam where there would have been dam, and some have a minute to do both, which takes 60 seconds out of 30 seconds, but not everybody has that minig. I would say in America, the minig is not to do both because it's already a Shiloh of So, in line with your question, how far will we go to cover shitas for a hider when on the other side there could be an isra of Chabal Shalotzerich? And there could be a shayla batashchis, especially in the batashchis. So, give me a try and I say batashchis. So, being machmer isn't always so simple. It's got to be paskendan. It's got to be mandated, especially if it's chumadas they cool on another side. So that's uh, that's a good example, uh, which came to mind because I was dealing with it yesterday. So, let's go back to the gemara on your front page, and page one on your copy which you had last night. involved in which in the tree case right, so. <coughs> well we're already only being magnet to a guy and letting him cut it down because of the potential sakana which most person can say not even a sakana if you have a heter so already covering that base to so then to do that and then to take the tree some safer suggests take the whole tree with the earth but in a full gun tree I would imagine that's expensive and that's not the minig minig is when we have to cut it down uh, again somebody wants to do it I'd have to see how much it costs What's the price tag and what's the price tag relative to their wallet size? Like that makes a difference. We, we, only, we only throw out Maya Magulam because, because it's a self You throw out Maya Magulam? No, I'm saying in. I almost, in know, I almost don't know anybody who throws out Maya Magulam. It's Israel more because they follow me. You've got more and there are more snakes there. Where, where, there is a where you do it, the water is very cheap, even in Israel. There, the desalinization plants are huge. Water is very cheap. Got cheaper. So there's a question of I don't know how many you're throwing out a week. How many times you left the room? It's uh, three pennies, uh, a nickel. That's not going to be much of a shayla. Still, batashkas is on food, but you're being yetsi, sheet is a gain, especially in Israel, where others might agree with the gain. The gain holds a little plug. But in America, it's not the common minig. I wouldn't say it's a most of the tamiya if you want to do it nonchalantly, but don't go into the kitchen. Uh, after your wife um, left for um, a minute and there are pictures of water and, you know, and start pouring everything out when she's about to start making her challah and she uh, has everything all set. You, know, you have to know where the minute is the If you do it quietly, there's, uh, there's room for it. Okay, let's go back to the hot dogs and the hamburgers and uh, feeding the pets and the animals. So, we introduced that uh, Rav Huna had a number of tremendous... We'll call Amidus Chasidus and uh, Titkus, and Gamar is recounting some of them. And what we said last night was he had a minig. He used to send his shamus to the shuk, a half hour before closing, and he used to tell him to buy up all the vegetables that were left over, buy them all up, so the Meichr made a complete 100% sale of everything they brought, Gamar is going to say, in order to encourage them to bring the same volume quantity and quality for the zebra for Shabbos next week and the week after. And take it and throw it down the river. So go to your second bracket. Kalpanya, it's about eight lines in the bottom. 
Kalpanya Damale Shabata, have a Meshader Shlucha Lashuka, he would send somebody to the Shuk, Hayaka Dadi Paishlu the Ginoi, anything that was left over is Avonlai, the Shadi Lay Lenara. So the Gemara says, why throw it out in the river? Give it to the Aniyim. What a waste that. Forget the human food for the animals. We didn't get to that yet. Human food for humans. Uh, there are always Aniyim who can use the vegetables free. And the Gemara says we would, but it can lead to very disastrous results. Zimnin de datayu. They're going to get used to this, getting it for free, and they're going to show up after a while to the Shukhan Erev Shabbos expecting it for free, not even bringing their credit cards or their small petty cash to buy anything. They're not going to be offering to pay to buy, and then one week they're going to have successful sales and there's not going to be anything available, and Rav Huna Shabbos got nothing to do, and there's not going to be anything for the Anim, and then they're going to go home for Shabbos with nothing. And that's dangerous. So you don't want to create dependency on something that might not be there. Um, there's a lot to say about that in today's context, but we won't get into that. I don't know how I keep managing to... What, I mean, it's a sugi about batashchis, but... Uh, and if you don't understand that comment, that's good. That means um, <laughs> one less thing for you to worry about. But um, there's just on my mind because Yaakov is sitting here to my right. If anybody wants to see an interesting article, by the way, ask him afterwards. Uh, but I'm not pushing it. Uh, <laughs> but he'll, he'll be happy to give it to you for free, even though we just said that nothing for free is really worth that much, but Yaakov's article is, so um, you can see him afterwards. So the next Shiloh is, so why don't we give it to the animals? Okay, can't give it to the animals. We don't want uh, too much dependence and uh, can lead to disaster. The animals don't really remember from last week. And um, you give it to them, and cows are always willing to eat a little more. And you say it's about it's about tashkas because the animals are overeating. Animals don't overeat in general. It can happen, but in general, they just get heavier. And uh, there's an industry for that. And if you shock them, you have more meat, and nothing wrong with that. At least it's going somewhere. So why don't you give it to the animal? So the Gemara answers, and this is the first source that we have for this. You can't do that. So the pella is, so instead we're doing what? We're throwing it in the river. Gone forever. Well, we're going to have an answer for that soon, so give me two minutes. So the Gemara says, why is he doing this whole thing? Why is he sending the shamans? What's this whole project of buying up the leftover? Most retailers know you had a good day. You sold 87% of your vegetables. They call it a day. What's the problem? Why is he doing? Where's the Midas Chasidus over here? The Gemara says, no, he wants to ensure that there's a very healthy supply. He didn't do this for Tuesday. That's another economic consideration, to have a healthy supply of goods. That's not, you can't do this every day. Okay, nobody has enough money for that. It was very nice of him. He wanted Dafka for Kavit Shabbos, the people to have a nice selection of, this isn't even chicken or meat, this is carrots, cucumbers, and whatever else they had. I would say tomatoes, but Sadiq said they didn't have tomatoes then, so they, we won't say tomatoes. Uh, what? They thought it was for food. They threw, threw it on people who didn't uh, perform well. What? The tomatoes? Is that what that came from? Okay. That fits with what Sadiq uh, said yesterday. He said they thought it was poisonous. So live and learn. They didn't have it. Uh, they didn't have it. The Romans in America. They didn't have it, but the Romans certainly didn't have it. Yeah. yeah you think of somebody, uh, whatever. <laughs> I'll tell you, we got that. Whatever it is, it's, it's delicious. And I was just discussing after Mario with the tzaddik that the um, tomatoes weren't in Europe. It was American-born. Potatoes weren't there. And the potatoes saved most of Europe from starvation. So Niflis Iberi, the one of the many reasons Columbus, I don't know if that's politically correct, had to discover the new world. 
Um, but um, I'm not saying he was a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but uh, I think I mentioned him in Sheeran. Didn't we have a home Marach in Columbus before it became popular? Him and his men were not too nice. They uh, killed a lot of natives. Uh, that's probably more well-known now. Uh, but Lamaisa, Hashem, he came and he got lost badly. He was looking for the spice route to the Indies, if you remember. Got lost really bad, like 180 degrees. And um, Hashem prepared, the Chaim Velazhna said, the new world, so Yidin can have a place, a safe haven. And this is post-July 4th, patriotic pep talk. To Akash Baruch primarily, but also the Shlichim, and a place to build Torah and to learn uh, with uh, Baruch Hashem so far, Ken Yibu, relative security. And potatoes were then sent back to save the world from starvation. Of course, keep in mind, coffee was also sent back from South America to keep the world up. But I don't know if that's good or bad, but I guess that's good because we're still drinking it. But it's amazing, Akash Baruch Hu planned ahead of time, as Akash Baruch Hu, only Akash Baruch Hu can do. And getting back to Avuna, speaking of Lahabdul, planning ahead, Nisus Mashin Lasalavoy, for Shabbos Kaddish, you want a selection. And as I mentioned last night, which is the Pella, that this is the first source, carrots, uh, cucumbers, whatever, turnips, whatever they had over here, is borderline, talk about food that are also fed to behemoths, vegetables are such foods. And I want you to keep that in mind when we go back to that in a few weeks from now, because when you have something that's both eaten by humans and animals, does this history apply? So the original example is raw vegetables. It weren't cooked vegetables. But since most of it was bought by humans and cooked and made into delicious things, so Funa says his claw, Michael, Adam, Ema, and now we're throwing it down the river, and Ravuna says the only way to do it, otherwise we get discouraged and bring less next week, and it's not going to be an ample supply for Shabbos. Now, you're still wondering, your question still is on the table, I'll address it in a minute, is why is it still better to throw it down the river? But throwing down the river does nothing for anybody. You'll say the fish love carrots. I don't know too much about what fish eat, but they probably don't eat carrots. Raw carrots, yeah, right. <laughs> That's how that got on the plate, I was wondering. We're going to solve all the cuisine issues in this year. We're going to have a lot of it, by the way. This, this subset of the sugyum, I'm going to need some input from the caterers over here because a lot of this sugya is about wasting food and what food you can use. And I was told by people over time that certain is not an attack on the caterers. They're, this is consumer-driven by demand of what people can afford. But I'm told they take certain things, like carve out like 1% of it, and the rest is tossed out, whatever they happen to be using. So is that mutter? I would have said, well, if this is what people like, they're taking the best part of it, the juiciest part, whatever that happens to be. And certainly in fruits that are, you ever eat a watermelon? There's watermelon and watermelon. As you get to the center, it's nicer. And then somebody ends up eating the part that should have been not served or close to it. So it's edible. Is that mutter? So that's not directly no gear right now because it's Michael Adam and we're throwing it out. We're not giving to the behemoth. So what's with the river? So take a look at Rashi. Take a look. We'll skip down to the last Rashi in the brackets. See that? Mishom. Merci. What's the problem? What is this klau? Michael Adam, because it's a bizarre. What's the problem with the it's a real hashkafic issue here. Merci kebayit betayve sheshpia kashbar chabaylum. 
Hashem gives us Shefa, and we have this problem in America. That's why Baal is, is something we have to take more seriously, because the tremendous Shefa is causing people not to care, and therefore we're wasting a tremendous amount. And the Rashi says, that the Pshat in the Gemara, Pshat in the Fuda, is your bayit with the Taiva Shishbeach He gave it to you for humans, and you have cheaper items that are not as developed and not as important for humans, and you're feeding this stuff to the animals instead of feeding that stuff to the animals. And that's not good. That's bayit and the Shefa of a Kashbarcho. Well, that's what I'm talking about, hot dogs. I keep talking about hot dogs and hamburgers. So many people on July 4th, there's probably many American families across this great nation, they're making a barbecue, and they put five hamburgers on the grill. Mama, Papa, Junior, whatever you call the girl, what do they call the Junior also, and the dog. Five hamburgers. So Ravuna has a big issue with that. So what are you supposed to give the dog? The answer is, we found out, I think uh, Mr. Odium uh, told us, it was a dollar a can. So the hamburger, I'm still not sure the hamburger is less than a dollar, more than a dollar, but it's a Shaila Batashris, and it's also, but he's not, Rashi's not talking about Batashris, Rashi's explaining, it's Merci Keboyet Betevesh Eshbeer Kosh Baruch That's the first shot. Rashi is the second shot, and there's going to be a very big nafkamina here. Inami Mishon the second shot is the dollar dog food versus the more expensive human food. That's a regular baltashkis issue. It's a two different shotim, and they're going to be nafkaminas when it's not necessarily cheaper, but it's still designated for humans, so it looks like kibayet, like we're tossing it to the dogs. That's going to be a nafkamina between shot number one and shot number two, and the master shakal is going to point that out later. Now, are you ready for this? You're all sitting down? This is one of the most surprising things you'll find in a Rashi because you're going to wonder, Iker and Asaf, why did the Gemara say that? What Rashi's about to say, he held with so push in the Gemara, the Gemara didn't have to say it. Ready? Zarak Lanar, threw in the river, That isn't a surprise ending for a Rashi. At the end of the whole Gemara, so the Gemara says, throwing it out the river, the Gemara says, I want you to feed it to Aniyim. That's going to set him up for failure. They're going to depend on it. Give it to the animals. Oh, you can't give it to the animals. So you ask rightfully, so we're throwing it down the river? That's better than feeding it to your, to your horse? How can that be? So Rashi's answering that. Rashi said, no, no, no. All is not lost. We're throwing it in the river, and the people, humans, downstream, will get on up. Now, there are two issues over here. First issue, you first see this Rashi, you live in New York, you think of the Hudson. Go tomorrow to Pomona. You can get a nice view. Throw a carrot in the Hudson to see how far it goes down or up. Hudson's actually going on the map. It's going up. But the globe is not a map. Whatever. It's going. It flows. <laughs> I think it would sink. So first edition of Matthias over here is we're talking about a river that's probably pretty shallow, has rapids, you know, and it's moving pretty quickly. Otherwise, why would a cucumber go downstream? Actually, telling us a Matthias. We can't argue on that. Do you know of a river like that? The, you have a different shot? The Pashtus from the Rush, the first Russian bracket. Yeah. The problem was, was Michmash. Now, Michmash is they can't save it to Sunday. Right, but it, it withers. Yes. Cucumbers and carrots are not going to So give me, give me one. So lettuce? Lettuce, lettuce is going to float downstream? Yes. Really? Yeah. I never tried it. Yeah. We've got to add this to our class trip yeah, uh, things. Fruits. Lettuce? Sure. It floats a little, but it's, it's going to go downstream and float? Of course. So I'll talk about lettuce and cabbage. Okay, that's a good answer to the Matthias. That didn't bother me so much. You're saying it's a good chance. I, I, it's not a guarantee. I'll tell you why I'm saying that. Because if it's a guarantee that it's going to the next 
port where the people are waiting for their letters from last week, we're going to create the same problem the Gemara just says, but I want to create by giving it to the anim at the market. Because they're going to say, hey, it's great. There's letters coming down the river. Must be the great Rafunas in the next city. Let's cash in. And they're going to do it next week, the week after, the week after, the week after. And that's going to be a mishal. You say they're going. I can make a hechatimsa. It doesn't say. Okay. If they're going, we're not worried about them, depending on So, oh, so I'm tying So my answer is, you can answer the guy. My answer is, not going to be saimich on it, because it could sink. You're saying it's not going to sink. It could sink. I like your shop is at least it's a chance it'll get there. I was troubled by the things that will sink quicker. It might get there, it might not. There might be other people waiting 30 feet ahead of them. It might become a whole national pastime to wait for Rav Huna's lettuce that the rabbi blessed and there a bunch of people waiting and you might not get it. Otherwise, you have to say the guy. Otherwise, you run into the same problem. Yeah. Also answers, it doesn't require any cooking. This is mamash. Michael Odom, without any preparation, you just chop it. Well, I'd like to know, since you know the history with the tomatoes and that they thought they were poison, were they eating lettuce in Europe? Yeah, of course. Because I'm still struggling. I told you the story once, but it bears repeating over here. I was at a chasna. I never get to sit down at a chasna. That's, like, rare. One particular chasna, the story happened 15 years ago. I hadn't eaten in a long time, and I usually set up different meetings. I figured, you know what, I'll go sit down. They at least have some salad. So... I'm pretty picky in salads because I don't know, don't worry about, uh, I assume they're getting rid of the bugs, but I, whatever, I don't like getting into the shaylas, so I usually fish out, I look for a carrot or something like that, baby carrots, just something to have some calories. And I have a guy sitting over here, and like sometimes these are the two minutes you're eating, you're wondering your peripheral vision, and he seems to be staring in my direction. So I thought maybe he wanted to ask me something, wanted to talk about something. And I'm trying to eat, and then I finally look up, and I says, a gentleman to my, to my right, he looked like he was in his 90s at the time, a very stately-looking fellow. And I look up, and of course, as soon as I look up, he looks away. <laughs> and I said, excuse me, Shalom Aleichem, and I asked him his name. I call him Chaim Yankel, and I said, would you like some salad? I can get you some more, because there's nothing in front of his plate. I told him that he gives me a real sour expression. He says, Chalilas, I would never eat. And he, he bends over and whispers in Yiddish, and he says, where I come from, they fed this to the horses. <laughs> so that explains why he didn't have any salad in front of him. That explains why he was trying to miramis to me that I shouldn't be eating this either. Of course, that's not really true, because in America we have discovered that you can eat anything raw as long as it doesn't crawl away and some of it crawls away. Except for potatoes we haven't figured out yet. That's about the only thing. And he gave me a whole list. He says, it's crazy. He said, Mamish, that broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, they never eat this stuff. Changes the din in Hilchus Bishal Arkham. Because now it's Nechok Moshuchai, which means if a guy cooks it, it's not us. It's not big nafkanina. And it changed. I'm talking to somebody who's alive. I was quite many years younger than him. But he's telling me, Europe, he's, survived, he's a survivor of the war. And he said, where I come from, they never went near this stuff. Hungarians, so, anything green, they call it Malchabayim. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And corn is an American thing to eat. That, you know, from the yeah, corn probably didn't exist. And the potatoes, some chassidim, um, some, not many, still make a shakon potatoes. That's all my is about that. They, the minig is hadama, but why is a good question. Because if you cook it, it tastes fine. But it was a new thing, and uh, whatever. The shaylas, how much? Yeah. Okay, so getting back to that story, they ate lettuce. They didn't eat carrots. Why are they eating lettuce? Lettuce to me, Adi looks like a leaf, 
And if you, anything you have to pour a lot of salad dressing on, just the general kalal, probably doesn't taste like much, but I'm obviously a minority opinion. The yes. Gemara talks about it on, on, Yom, on Yom Kippur. The Gemara right? talks about it in Sachem. But that's supposed to be bitter, which it's not. But, but on Yom Kippur, yeah. you're allowed to chop up vegetables after. And, and they're talking. Yeah, but they. Green vegetables is always lettuce, so they're trying to just get the historical perspective. It's a kind of, kind of floats. And dives also. And dives could be the root. I mean, I'm not, it has leaves besides the what? Generally, Okay. Um, if you guys can go home and just email me, fill up your bathtub. I wouldn't doubt what you're saying. But fill up your bathtub and borrow some lettuce from your wife. She asks you what you're doing. You say, "No, I'm just checking." And you know, don't bring it. To, I don't know. You bring it to the bathroom. She's not going to want to eat it. Uh, it floats. Floats well. Okay. Okay. But it's still not a guarantee. That's what I'm saying. Why? Used to have competition yeah. in, in camp in pool with the watermelon in the pool. It floats. They play soccer with it in the pool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it floats. I, I assume it floated because it went down, but you're saying you don't need rapids or, or a shallow thing. It'll go downstream. Okay, Lamite said it's not a guarantee, or you have to say that. Goyim, Hayetzi from the first Mamakim we have, we'll try to see one more just uh, for a few minutes, is that Ravuna clearly holds Michael Odom Eimachim The question, the million-dollar question, the first million-dollar question, is is this Ravuna Shita, and somebody argues, or is this Stam Shita that we know happens to be Ravuna, but everybody agrees, and Stam is no Machoikis, and we should Paskan like it. The problem is going to be, as I mentioned, it's not brought down Shulchan Aruch, and the Achronim ask, why isn't it brought down? Makar number two, Gemara and Shabbos on page two, Nun Ahmed Bez. This is a very short Gemara with a lot of Rishayim trying to explain what the Shaila is. Baraminem Ravsheshes, Ma'al Levtsaya Zesim B'Shabbos. Levtsaya Zesim, as I says, an olive. Olives are naturally bitter. And we pickle them, other ways to handle it, according to this Gemara. Levtsaya means to smash them. They used to take them and smash it against a rock. And they used to sweeten them. So I guess you had to be there. And it was done, and it sweetened the olive, and people liked it better. The Amar went to you do that on Shabbos. What's the problem? So as we'll see in a moment, Taisus called Rashi, then maybe it's a Shaila Tikan Eichlin, Tikan Mana. So Rav Sheshes asked them, why are you asking me about Shabbos? Who said you could do it on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday? Why can't you? Because Rav Sheshes obviously is bothered. Mishum Hefzid Eichlin. He says you can't do that, that's Baltashkis. What's Baltashkis? So take a look at Tesis. Ma'alat say Zesim B'Shabbos. Pirish B'Kuntris. La'kaisam alasela lamatek mirusan. Again, that was an arguing the Metzius. It made it sweeter. Mi'bailai alasela B'Shabbos. Mishum shavi aichla tikune aichla. Is it a type of an iser like tikan mana, tikan aichla, which we'll discuss later? Is it aser? Is there a bottom pashtus? If it is aser, uparach abachal miyatir dika hefsed aichla shenisan amashke hazav mehen. As you smash it, it starts oozing oil, valuable olive oil, and that's baltashchis. So Tesis asks, why is that baltashchis? He has two kashes. Kash lefizeh. Um, his first kash, we'll say it outside because it's long. He says, why isn't it by the sugya of Schita? That's first of all. And then he says, why is this Hefzad Eichlin? You're doing it to make it taste better. That's Hefzad Eichlin? It's like cooking off fat. Like cooking off fat we do for health reasons. Otherwise, in Europe, another thing in Europe they did, they ate no raw carrots, a lot of schmaltz. 
and this guy was 95, so yeah, that's obviously they're doing well. Uh, so you boil off an inch of water off the soup. That's so what you, you do. You're American. You wasted the water. No waste the water. You, you waste all the fat came to the top, and America no, somebody no, no, decided in 1970 you have to skim it off. I'm not saying it's wrong. Not Just, fat. Not fat. Yeah. When you make a vegetable soup, so you if you wanted to have more flavor, you boil off water. Okay. Off top, it makes it denser mm -hmm. and more flavorful. So you're wasting an inch of soup that you could have been eating. According right. To so uh, some water per your question before water is the least uh, of the issues. Water is always the cheapest item. Uh, the, the pell is, Tyson says, what? So that's what you have to say to defend Rashi that, okay, you want an olive is a little bitter. You like olives, you don't like olives. So you make it a little sweeter. So apparently the answer is going to be for Rashi that how much are you gaining and how much are you losing? And you see here, a chiddish for our sugya, you don't have a right. That's why I gave the example for what the caterers. You're taking one tiny piece that's the best of the best, idish and you're wasting 95% of the fruit. Do you have, a, you have a right to good tasting food? Do you have a right to have that imbalance of wasting so much to be able to accomplish that? So apparently you smash it against the rock, it becomes a little more geschmack, but you're losing a lot of oil. The, the, the difference is by the so watermelon, that's, by the, watermelon you, the parts that you're losing are the, are, are the parts that aren't very uh, tasty. That's what you think. In so India and Diaphora, they would be very, very interested in getting it. But, As an American, you say, why should I... In comparison to the to the part that you're saving. Here, by the, by the olives, the, the whole... Uh, you, like, you obviously nice. don't eat olives out of a jar. The Mishnahis and Shumos, like, most of Shumos talk about that you can't be pouring the, uh, the Ezra Right, uh, right, right. It, it constantly says that, that the oil is the... Uh, a maskem. Olives are known for the oil, and it's still true today, but they're still... They're, so he's eating it now. The, you're throwing out the, uh, the, 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 the main part in order to save okay. the soils. Okay, but Tysus doesn't like it. That's the that's defense of Rashi. You're losing too much. I'm asking him to that. But Taisa says, Lamaisa, this is the way you like it. <laughs> You'd rather sacrifice the oil. It's your olives. What? That's a chiddush. That's a pretty important is for the sugi coming up. Is it, can you claim baltashchis? Well, I'm doing this. Yeah, it looks like baltashchis, but this gets me the best part of the thing. And similar to your example about the soup, but the soup is Lamaisa water. It's a cheap item, but it's a similar shayla. So it's a machlekes Rashi and Taisa's right now. Tasis goes on to say that you're using this olive after you smash it for some type of soap, some type of thing that cleans things and gets things white. And the problem is, don't use olive with olive oil and the stuff oozing out for that. That's a food. That's Bizayin Eichlin. Get yourself some ivory, which might have kashras and tintamanefish issues, but we're not eating it. So that we covered in the last sugya. So Tasis says the Pshad is using food for something that can be a applied to something for therapeutic reasons, cleanliness, whatever, it works, but you have other options. You can't use for medicine also. You can't take a medicine from a food if you have another option that's just as healthy. Often it's not just as healthy, but if you have a synthetic base that's just as healthy, if that were the case, then according to this tratentesis, you wouldn't be able to use the food. Because that would be a misuse of food, similar to Michael Adam. You're now using for something for Adam, but it's not being used as a Michael. You're downgrading it. That's similar to Rav Huna's... Uh, Concept and similar to the Baltashkis issue. Okay, so we, um, we'll have to chazer over those first two Mamakarimists, I'm sure, a few weeks down the line. In the meanwhile, again, you're invited to the Navishir and the Shabbashir. And when we have